Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. I'm Martin Webster, Workforce Development Manager in the People Group, and I'm joined today by our amazing and award-winning Family Group Conference team from Children's Services here in Darlington. This is part of our Meet the Team series that we have. Um, so the team are going to introduce themselves and tell us all about their work and the service. Hi, I'm Faith, and I'm the Advanced Practitioner for the Family Group Conference team here in Darlington. Hi, I'm Lois. I'm a family group conference facilitator and it's my job to support um, children and families through the process of FGC. Hi, I'm Nikki um, and I'm also a family group conference facilitator and the same role as Lois. Wonderful. So we have um, three of the team here today and I'm going to start asking some questions. They're going to answer and tell us all about their service and we might ask some other bits and pieces in between as well. Okay, so we'll start with Faith and the first question is, who are the team and what do you do? We are the Family Group Conference team and we work with children and families in Darlington. Uh, we're a family-led service and we are independent from children's services. So we work with families to help them to come together to agree plans um, for their children and their family. So we're all about supporting families and empowering them to lead on the decisions and the plans that are being made for their children. So the aim of our work is to eventually get together um, the network that is around a child and their family, the people that are important to them, the people that keep them safe, the people that support them and love and care for them. Um, and we aim to get all of those people together in one room in a neutral place in a place where they feel comfortable and so that they can get together and agree on what everybody is going to do to support that child and their family we are a very passionate team um, there are seven um, family group conference facilitators in our team and we all have different backgrounds and different experiences um, before we came into the team so we kind of have uh, a range of experience in terms of understanding what the kind of problems and challenges and areas of support that children and families might need. Um, a lot of the families that we work with have some professional involvement um, that might be schools or health services or social workers or a worker from Building Stronger Families, which is our early help service in Darlington. Um, they might also have involvement from services like Harbour, who are a domestic abuse service. They might have involvement from um, housing services or any other services, maybe drug and alcohol services. And a lot of the time, um, those professionals might be involved in um, making a referral to our team to help us to become involved with that family. But we also do work with families where they don't have any professionals involved at all. One um, really key thing for our work with families is that we are only involved if the family give full informed consent to working with us. 
because we're we're independent. We are not there to make decisions um, or to lead on those plans at all. The the aim of after the family group conference, which is that meeting where people come together, the aim is that a family plan is agreed, and that has to be with the family's full involvement and full consent. So we're we're not there to say this is what should or shouldn't happen at all. We try to work with families in a solution focused way so that is all about talking with families and talking with their support network um, about the problems or the challenges that they're facing or just the reason why they want to come together or make a decision or a plan and we help people to think through how to bring solutions to those problems um, or to, to work out a path really forward around any of the things that they're facing. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell, I think. I think that's a brilliant kind of description of, of what you folks do, really. I mean, it just makes me think of the whole kind of methodology around relation relational practice here in children's services in, the, in Darlington um, and doing with families rather than doing two families or doing four families so that they have that opportunity to come up with their, their own plans and own those plans. Do you find that that works really well with the families that you're working with? Yes, I think one of the things that families really value is the independent nature of our role. And a lot of our work does involve advocating for families. Um, Again, that is not about us bringing our view to the situation. It's about highlighting the family's voice and the child's voice. And a really key part of the work that we do is working directly with children. And we always make sure um, wherever possible that that child can be involved in their family group conference um, and also um, that their voice is captured in their family plan. And you know, sometimes um, there is an element of families feeling that a particular decision or a particular plan is better um, that they've come up with than a one that a professional has come up with. Sometimes um, there are there does have to be some clear boundaries and a clear structure around that plan. For example, if a social worker has said that they have looked at the situation and this is what is safe for this child and this is what isn't safe. And part of my job in taking the requests in our service is really working that through. Where are the um, the absolutes? Um, and we work with what's called a bottom line. So it is about, you know, what are we worried might happen if this family can't agree a plan around this child or if this family plan isn't safe? So I do a lot of work where a professional is involved, particularly with social workers around, right, what let's be clear with with the family about what is and isn't safe and where is it that the because sometimes that there has to be an element of doing too in the sense that professionals need to be very clear with families about this is what is what is safe and this is what isn't safe or this is it this person um, is safe or this person isn't safe. And it's so important for us that we are able to give clarity um, to families about that. Um, But obviously, you know, families have their own ideas um, and that is what we're there to do, to really draw out of that family and that network um, what they think is safe and who they think is safe. Um, And so that family plans are about that element of safety, but they're also about that element of support. And the aim of our involvement is that the family themselves could take away that plan and use that into the future. So we want we're all about 
um, helping families to agree safe and supportive plans, but also plans that are sustainable so that if families have got professional involvement, that they are able um, through our involvement to think of ways how they could solve those problems themselves in the future without actually needing professional involvement. Or if we begin working with families where they haven't got any professional involvement, that we can actually support families to avoid professionals having to get involved in families' lives. And yeah, we've seen some incredible outcomes for families and we've we've seen some um really key important decisions for children kind of turn around as well um so yeah we absolutely love what we do and it's so exciting so different on a day-to-day basis every family that we work the circumstances and sit they're facing will be completely different but we absolutely love that you can see that i mean you can tell and you can hear the passion coming through the answers there and and thanks for sharing that and everything that you've mentioned there just kind of leans towards that high support but high challenge as well and the high challenge needs to be there to make sure that the the children and the family are safe so it's yeah it it sounds sounds excellent okay so i'm going to move on to lois now so lois can you tell us a little bit about who you actually work with well, we actually, I think Faith might have just covered it in what she's spoken about there, is we will actually work with um, anybody, everybody, anybody who is related to that child. Um, we will, we go out and meet every person individually with part of the family network we'll ask them who who they see is important in that child's life like Faith said we will do direct work with the child explore with them who's important in their life and we'll try and get as many people um who can advocate change or be part of that change around that table and that's what that's when we do that preparation with that family and we'll identify who within that now that doesn't have to just be family you know it could be neighbors it could be friends it could be health professionals that the got within their life and and because some people don't have family and they just have people from they could have people from the church I've had a dance teacher in one of my family group conferences before um scout leader it could be anybody that's that's important in that family network who help out in one way or another or who oversee it who have the eyes on the children who support the child in their daily life so um, it literally could be anybody that the family put forward where they feel it's going to meet that bottom line or could address some of the key questions that we discuss with the um, children and the family um, just to try and get that better outcome for the child. So who is who is going to make things different for the future? Who is going to be there long after the local authority have any involvement in that child? Um, and that's when we look at that sustainability part of it. The more people that are aware about what them problems are, that can prevent them problems reoccurring or happening them again in the future. And like with regards, I think Faith touched on this, like people who would refer into our team, we'll work with them. So Darlington's quite a, a small local authority. So we have a good working relationship with the social workers who do the majority of the referrals into our team. And that can be from anything from assessment and safeguarding to children's disabilities to looked after through care, maybe um you know, we're looking at rehabilitate back home or, you know, highlighting some family network of support as the child gets older. The risks may be a lot different. Um, we also work with drug and alcohol teams, harbour service. Um, we've had a few referrals from designated safeguarding leads in schools where no local authority have had any involvement. Um, and we've had um, a family self-refer so they could actually just come to us ourselves saying, look, we, we've got this problem facing. We kind of just need some guidance of, of how to navigate through that. So um, we literally will work with anybody. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, 
just from the things that you've said there, I, I guess that multi-agency team involvement and the team, your team, knowing all of the different partners that are out there that are able to support is absolutely key. And that's Involving. all kind of led. Yeah, sorry. That's all kind of led from that family. So we wouldn't yeah. invite people if they didn't want them there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And people that are in touch with the family, people that the family trust, people that are kind of working within that sort of network, I suppose. And I suppose the um, when you mentioned as well, it was really interesting about the community because everybody's got kind of um, a friend of the family that they call auntie whatever or uncle whatever and and they're the people that really can make a difference as well so it's, it's bringing those correct people and the right people and the supportive people around the table to ensure that the the child the young person the family themselves are, are really kind of supported yeah that's yeah that's right it, it, it is it's that that honorable auntie that everybody seems to have um and at the end of the day some people you, you choose your friends you don't choose your family you might have a better relationship Definitely. with 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 your friendship network and they might be the ones that help you with babysitting or child minding or picking up you know the the they all they're all important and they're all important to that family's life and I guess that opportunity to bring them together around the table and be really honest with each other around some of the issues that the family are facing and have that opportunity for people to say, Do you know what, I can support on a Tuesday night, I can help out. And and people being able to come together and, and understand what the issues are, it'll help the family to, to create their own solutions to the potential problems or issues that they might be facing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does. And everybody that's involved in a family plan, you know, we they play different roles. And sometimes our work is about um, helping families to think through the any barriers. And so a lot of our work is preparation for that family group conference and that meeting. Because sometimes um, when people are facing challenges and we'll have all have had it in our own lives, things can feel quite negative and we can immediately think of, oh, well, so-and-so won't be able to do that or they can't do that. But because we're independent and as Lois says, we go, we go out and have those conversations individually with people and really help them to think through what can they help with. And again, that's that solution focused part of our work to think, right, what can you bring to this family plan? And that looks different for each person and it, it's practical support, but also emotional support. Sometimes, um, you know, it might be just giving somebody a ring and encouraging them to, them to go to an appointment that day or something like that. You know, it can look so different. Um, but I think that that's the thing that we really help families not to, um, you know, count somebody out because they've kind of thought, well, they won't be able to, or they, they won't be, they might be busy. But I know when I work with, um, you know, my families, I, I often say to them, well, you know, that's the benefit of having us here, that we can have that independent conversation and help that person to really think through um, what can they do. And, you know, those um, those conversations that we have and those meetings and appointments that we have are confidential and we only ever pass on information that is need to know. And I think that's another reason why families have a high level of confidence in our service as well. They really value that independent and confidential nature of our support. Fabulous. Okay. I'm going to move on to Nikki now, if that's all right. Um, how did you get involved in this type of work, Nikki? Oh, comes back to you, Martin. Um, oh. So, <laughs> yeah, um, a long, long time ago, um, you persuaded me to become a youth worker. Um, and from there, I ended up working in youth homelessness for two third sector 
organisations, one in Durham and one in Darlington. Um, the one in Darlington, I ended up um, becoming a qualified family mediator. Um, so we would offer family mediation services and then sprang into the family intervention team and eventually becoming family group conference facilitator. But I now have friends within my role because when I first started in this, there was me um, and that was it. So it was quite tricky trying to run it all on on your own. Um, but I love the job. Um, I've been doing family group conferencing now for, I think it's about nine years and my passion hasn't gone away. I, I love what we do. I love the people who I work with. I want to support families and their children to achieve the very best outcomes that they can. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing role to be in. And anybody from any kind of walk of life or background can actually become a family group conference facilitator as so long as you've got that passion. And I suppose that's a similar kind of thing for, for yourselves as well, Lois and Faith, that you probably come at it from slightly different directions, but it, it sounds like quite an eclectic bunch that you've got there in terms of experiences and, and the things that you've done across the board to get to the role that you're in at the moment. Yeah, I come from um, a custodial background. So I was a family worker in a custodial setting um, and a drug and alcohol service. So we, and then this job came up and I was just like, absolutely, that is me in a nutshell. I'm going. Um, but yeah, the, the passion to, to have best outcome for children, family-led decision-making is absolutely, you know, at the forefront of all of our minds within our team. And, um, you know, we, we have, we do have a, a, a massive passion and drive for that. Um, and to advocate for them little young people um, who brighten up our day every day and just seeing the changes, the reviews are the best for me, I would say, in my role. Um, it's just seeing that impact that it is having on the child and how positive some of them family plans have been. Faith, where did, where did you kind of enter this kind of, this role from? Well, I'm actually a qualified social worker. Um, I've been qualified for 12 years now and I spent the majority of my time um, working with children and families in a safe garden setting, which is interesting experience um, across a couple of different local authority areas. But I've actually been with Darlington for 10 years now. Um, across that time, I spent a couple of years working with families where their child had been um, living with a family member through a special guardianship order um, and also children who had been adopted. And in that role, I would say most mostly I came across birth parents um, and was supporting them. And I think it gave me a new perspective on the long-term plans that are made for children and the impact that that can have. And Obviously, as a social worker with children, your your priority and focus is that child and is on making the best decisions possible, sometimes difficult decisions. But I think it really opened my eyes in terms of the wider impact of those decisions and what that can look like long term. And I came back into safeguarding for a few years, but I think that passion of working with families had kind of taken, um, it, it kind of developed further. Um, and then when this role came up as advanced practitioner for the team, which is a social work role, it just really seemed the right time to move into that area of family led decision making. And I'm really passionate about it. I know as we've said that already and, and I know that that comes across, but I think enabling families to be part of the decisions that are made for their children is super, super important. And I really enjoy talking to social workers and other professionals and, and giving them um 
kind of a perspective about what family-led decision-making can look like. And it's very much something that is developing in Darlington, but is developing all across the UK. And it's a really, really exciting time with the outcome of um, the review of social care that was completed by Josh McAllister um, last year. And that element of family-led decision-making and having family-led decision-making meetings. And obviously that is what it looks like in Darlington is primarily is family group conference and I am so excited to see how that unfolds in the UK how it unfolds in legislation and I think the only way is up for us definitely I'm sure it sounds that way definitely um okay thanks for for sharing that everyone so almost last question really what's good about your team and what's good about working in Darlington we have I I think one of the most supportive teams um just I know that whatever troubles might come along in terms of a new challenge with with different families that you come into contact with and I know that I can just pick up the phone get on teams go and see somebody if they're on duty and we we will talk it out we will chat it out but it's not just on the work base it's it's on a personal level as well we're all there for each other um and we've got each other's backs you know whenever whenever something happens we're there for each other in a practical and in an emotional way so yeah we we just have the best team ever fabulous what about I was going to say, what about working in Darlington as well? What's good about working in Darlington? Darlington itself is a very, like I said before, a small local authority and that enables us to have really good working relationships across the board, I think. So, you know, if somebody's worried about something or they they want just, even if it's just a bit of advice from our children's disabilities team, we can just really link with them. You know, we were able to put faces to names. They they come to us with a lot with advice if they're kind of like stuck with some families, like, you know, would a, a family group conference possibly Possibly be, um, you know, good for this particular family, so they're able to just talk it through. Or can I, without without sharing any personal information? But I have a family, and this is kind of what it looks like. How could we support? And it seems that because Darlington is quite a, um, a, a small local authority, they're able to do that. Everybody kind of knows everybody, um, and they're all open to that. They're all open to them suggestions and that support. Um, and what I think is really good about our team is probably from not just our little small knit team but our higher management like Faith, Brooke, uh, Joseph like everybody all the way up believe so much in family group conferencing um, and that shows that they've kind of got our back when we're doing that job and we're working with families and we're out there working with them and advocating with them that they're um, you know pulling in all them referrals from somewhere and advertising it and they all literally believe in that they've all got the same passion as us and um, and obviously the way that everybody wants to work with families in Darling and it's absolutely refreshing it makes our job a lot easier <laughs> um when everybody's all on one one team it sounds like a really strong sort of close-knit group but also from other colleagues across the board it's, it sounds as though the relationships with them is really strong as well i guess in terms of um the last bit really in, in terms of referrals and how people contact you um how do they how do they get in touch how do referrals happen and is there a, is there a website that people could potentially use as well 
Yeah, absolutely. So the referrer can refer um, directly into Faith. Um, so social workers automatically do that. There's a link and a pathway that they already use. Um, for all of the external agencies, they can just click on, um, they can actually just type into Google, Family Group Conference in Darlington, it'll come straight up. They can look at the Darlington website, type Family Group Conferencing in. There's a couple of videos on there that explain our service for children and for um, families um, and also professionals. And our contact details are on there. Um, um, and then Faith arranges a chat and it all starts from there. Amazing. Yeah. So, and that's that's great. Faith, did you want to just finish off on that bit? Yeah, there's um, on that website as well, there's also leaflets that fully explain our process and they've got my contact details on there as well. Um, if in doubt, people can always ring the children's front door service and go through the central number. Um, but yeah, one of the strengths, I think, in the way that we take referrals is it's a conversation, again, following our relational approach in Darlington. So no unnecessary paperwork. Um, it's a conversation about the situation and seeing if we can help. And I think we've had very, very, very few conversations where we haven't been able to. So I can't give it a 100% guarantee, but definitely if there's something that we can help with, we absolutely will. Great. And that's our family group conference team, everyone. So um, if you have any more questions, you, like the colleagues have said, you can go online and find out some of the contact details um, and hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you again on the Darlington Extra channel. Cheers all. You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.